this morning. God assumes full responsibility. God assumes full responsibility for our needs. When you think about that today. God assumes full responsibility for our needs when we obey Him. We follow His plan, we get blessed. Amen. So, Father, we praise you. We just give thanks as we look to your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the awesome gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. What he paid to give us the gift. We thank you for it so much in Jesus' name. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if we'll now turn to the book of Luke. That's the book of Luke. And we will go to the second chapter like we did last week. That's Luke. Chapter 2, and we'll begin looking at verse, we'll read from 8 to 14, verses 8 to 14. And there was at the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill, Towards men. Amen. And of course, in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So God manifested Himself in the flesh. But there was no room for Him here on earth. He began His life in a manger, and, he, and His life ended on a cross. Sinless angels and not sinful men first praised him for coming to the earth. Think about that. And the angels didn't need to have any forgiveness, but we sure did. His birth was not trumpeted to the priests or kings or anyone great in the earth. But it was given to the obscure shepherds in the field. And if you know anything about shepherds in the field, at the, well, shepherds at that point, were the, if you had a caste system, that was it. That was the lowest person or people. Um, they were oftentimes not liked. Uh, they were... Uh, the uh, 
well, the bottom of the rung you, you know, of, of uh, the system. Uh, they were not to be highly favored, but God granted them, showing mercy to us. In the book of Genesis, God's glory in creation was the highest. In the revelation that we read in throughout the book of the Bible, it's higher. God's glory is higher in the revelation that he's given us. But in redemption at the cross, it's the highest. Looking at Luke uh, 2 and verse 14, glory to, be God, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. This was the highest glory to God. God's power is seen in, in the creation of the universe. His righteousness is shown in his law that Israel was given. But his highest attribute is his love and the atonement that he gave to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Looking at verse 20, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. The shepherds returned from his birth with praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Turn now with me. Keep your marker there. Let's go to... Uh, to the oh, just about the end of the end of Luke, go to the twenty-fourth chapter of Luke. At his birth, there was praise. Luke chapter twenty-four, verse thirty-two. The disciples returned from the resurrection. With this, with this note, verse 3, And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us the way and, and the, while he opened to us the scriptures? Glory to God. So at his birth there was praise. At his resurrection they had glowing hearts. They, it burned within them. Staying, staying in Luke 24, we see something else. Looking at verse 52. And they worship him and return to Jerusalem with great joy. Again, the shepherds return with praise, the disciples return with glowing hearts, and the whole multitude of believers at the, uh, at the ascension of the Lord return with great joy. Hallelujah. Always something going on. Going back to Luke chapter 2, looking at verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill towards men. Uh, from the Amplified, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among men and with whom he is well pleased. For please, men of goodwill and of his favor. God delights in mankind. 
Think about that. We are men. We are women. Glory to God. We are the species. And he delighted so much in his creation, you and I, that he became a man. He became our peace. Amen. So that all can learn. He came also that all can learn about Father God. It came from a man. Turn with me now to Colossians chapter 1. We're just kind of making a synopsis of what of the Christmas gift. If you want to have a title, this is it, the Christmas gift. In Colossians chapter 1. Turning uh, to uh, looking at verse 13. Whom he hath delivered us for the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of every creature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that we should all fulfill his dwell. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, here it is. He is the preeminence of our thoughts. It should be our hearts. Amen. Okay. Going back to Luke. His name, Jesus, means Savior. The salvation of Jehovah. Thank you, Lord. He, he could have chosen any lofty title. Oh, of course, Isaiah mentioned him. Wonderful counselor, mighty prince of peace. But he selected a name that speaks of deliverance for a lost world. Jesus. Glory to God. God's salvation. Or Jehovah's salvation. The name speaks to save man, who uh, who who we were doomed to death by the law, but we, he he fulfilled the law that we might not have to. It was necessary that uh, he should be born under the law. So go. Let's look at Galatians chapter four. Looking at Galatians chapter four. And verse 4, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. He fulfilled the law. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Going back to Luke chapter 2. That's Luke chapter 2. 
Looking at verse 34, And Simon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken again. Hallelujah. The rise and fall of many. The name of Jesus is a stumbling block to many. But it's a restoration unto us. Uh, so, it's so evident today. Uh, men who will disagree on every, everything among each other, many will uh, agree in hating Jesus. You know, uh, for the last eight years, it's been happy holidays, no Merry Christmas. Uh, the name of Jesus has been just removed from our government. Glory to God, things are changing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. As, a, as light reveals the contents of a room, so as the entrance of, of Jesus reveals what is the heart of man. And looking at, again, verse uh, Luke Two, we'll look at this time verse 35. Yea, the sword shall pierce through uh, thy soul, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So our hearts are revealed when, whether we receive the Lord Jesus, or, Lord Jesus or not. There are those that curse the name, and others glory in the name. We glory in the name. Hallelujah. Let's drop down to verse 41. That's uh, 41, uh, Luke 2, 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the, at the Feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled, fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not it, of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and, went, and they sought among them their kinsfolks and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they returned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And they all heard him, that, and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast, thou not, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Verse 49, And he said unto them, How is it that ye, may, ye sought me? Was ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which uh, he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and was subject unto them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. Glory to God, hallelujah. At the age of 12, the, uh, the bar mitzvah for, for boys, um, they are recognized to, of joining the church. Like in, uh, uh, in a lot of churches, after you go through catechism, you are considered a member of that church. Uh, um, with the Jewish uh, in the Jewish religion, when you're 12, you're recognized as a member of the church, and they can almost consider you independent of your parents. Um, 
Here we see that he asked questions and answered questions dealing with, scholar, with the scholars or the doctors. Um, he, at this time, was conscious of who he was. Verse 49, it says, How is it that ye sought me? Was he not that I must be about my father's business? Uh, you know, Joseph was a carpenter, but uh, Jesus was speaking of spiritual things. So he said, this is my father's uh, place, okay? He was conscious of it. Uh, and uh, let's go to the book of John right now. Just go to John chapter... John chapter 13. Keep your mark, uh, marker here. John chapter 13. Doing the Father's business. John 13, verse 5. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Drop down to verse uh, 15. For I have given you an example that you, you should do as I have done unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither is he that sent uh, great, greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Jesus was showing the perfection. He became a servant unto us. He took, he took our sins. He took that which was rightfully ours. And, he, and in Matthew 8 and 17, Matthew 8, or 6 and 18, he sees the sins, the iniquities, and took it on himself. Glory to God, hallelujah. So uh, he was the perfect individual. Amen. As a child and as a man, glory to God. His first recorded words were, let's go back to Luke. First recorded words were Luke chapter 2, verse 49. How is it that ye sought me? Was this not that I must be about my father's business? His last words were recorded in John, the book of John. Chapter 19. Verse 30, and when, when Jesus therefore had received the, the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I must be about my father's business, and it is finished. He completed the work. Nothing undone. Shalom, shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. This was his life purpose. It was accomplished to fulfill the promise given to man to give us salvation to all who would call upon him. This is the true gift of Christmas. The grace and mercy of God given through his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We have joy unspeakable each and every day. We can say, thank you, Jesus, for your love and abounding love towards us. Amen and amen. We went three minutes over. Anybody need uh, prayer at this time?
So I thank you all for coming this morning. I'm believing that this is going to be a great Christmas. You know, not only do you get the desires of your heart through different packages, but that which you're desiring to give to Jesus is given in fullness. That's giving of yourself. And then preparing for next year. So let's all stand. I got two guys over there. This, they were pretty good this morning. Father, we're praising you and we're just giving you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the perfect gift given to mankind, Father God. A gift, Father God, uh, that we can never repay. But we thank you, Lord, for the joy, for the gift, Father God, that will last for all eternity, Father God. The gift of love, the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for being adopted into the family of God that we have a high priest, a brother, who calls us friend, who's given us the ability to say, Abba, Father. We thank you, Lord. We ask, Lord, that as we go our different ways, Father God, that we are blessed, Father God. And may we bless those that we come in contact each and every day, Father God, with the joy unspeakable. And everyone said, Amen. Miss.